Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, myself and Ashley Coffin are going to talk about a little bit about fantastic forecasting. Uh, rumors of Henry Cavill are swirling around the MCU. Uh, we'll find out what we think about those and uh, lots of your feedback about uh, the Deadpool trailer and all kinds of more things. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Uh, Ashley, uh, what is happening, my friend? Uh, I'm so sorry to get derailed, but it's like I just looked up the Fantastic Four thing to see what, um, how to say Ebon Moss Bacharach's name. And it's weird. They have Adam Driver's name there, too, <laughs> which we yeah. know isn't true. Dan Stevens from Legion. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't gaslight me. Because I want Adam Driver to be Dr. Doom so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I hear you. I, it's, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel that way. I I think I like Adam Driver fine, but I think like I'm I I was I was fine with what he did in like Star Wars. I don't know that I really need him for Reed Richards. Oh no, not Reed Richards. Oh, you're Doctor talking about Doom. Doom. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I can see that for sure. But it also like I see why he wouldn't or wouldn't want too many to. masks. It, who knows? Yeah, it's just it feels like the same. It, I know it's not the same character, obviously. But like it feels so, it feels like he would carry all the baggage of Kylo Ren with him. Like you'd start mm-hmm. to feel like the character of Doctor Doom is more like Kylo Ren than you want to. You know what I mean? Like he, like he'd start to feel petulant just because we are used to the the petulant version of. Uh, Maybe Adam's a pretty good driver. Uh, a pretty good driver. <laughs> Adam's a pretty good, <laughs> Very actor. good driver. Very good driver. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I completely agree. He's great in other things. I just think, I think it would be hard because the the mask thing and the villain thing, it just feels like it's so similar that I think it, it would just come with baggage is all I'm saying. And I'm not saying he couldn't overcome it for sure, but it would come with baggage. So I see why MC, the Marvel wouldn't want it possibly and he probably wouldn't want to do something so similar. Yeah. Another vil- another like mustache twirling villain that ca- that like... Sits behind a mask or whatever. Well, he can wait till his money starts running out, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you, Zoe Saldana. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think of the cast that we do have that's official? Um, I'm very excited about Vanessa Kirby. I also feel like I wasn't too surprised because this has been leaked for a while that it was going to yeah. be these four. Um, I think Joseph Quinn is an interesting casting. Um, I think he's really popular right now, which is good. You always see uh, Johnny Storm as like. Like the Chris Evans, like the hot, you know, frat house kind of looking guy. So it'll be an interesting take because, what is he, weak in English? <laughs> Sorry. He's <laughs> oh, so gosh. small. Um, but I don't know. I love him a lot because I loved him on Stranger Things just like yeah. everybody else. And, you know, nobody could get enough of Eddie Munson. So that's great. I don't know yeah. how I feel about Pedro Pascal. I love him. I love him in everything that he's in. Um but I'm at this point. I'm like, how do I not just see Pedro Pascal? Like, is he going to be able to disappear into a Reed Richards? Yeah, um, the way that I need him to. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just a little iffy about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, because I would have liked them to like. I love when Marvel finds people to fit these roles who we haven't seen. Like I talk about it all the time: the Tom Hiddlestons or the Chris Hemsworths or the people you know who who come into these roles. Even Miss Marvel, like, yeah. find somebody. Who can really fit the role instead of going with this guy's going to put asses in the seats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I do feel that. I, I think that uh, 
there's definitely a fear of that. The same way I was just talking about with Kylo Ren and like Adam Driver moving into a similar role. Like you just, you carry the baggage from your previous roles if they're iconic enough. The thing about Pedro, I think while we all feel like some of his roles are very iconic, I think um, some of his biggest roles, like I don't, I don't know. I mean, like the, his biggest role is probably the Mandalorian where his face is covered. So it's like, I, I don't know that he'll carry the same baggage to me. At least. I always go to game of Thrones. It's the first place I saw him. Yeah. I, I was about to say that's one that, that game of Thrones, uh, and also last of us, of course, are the two that like he's shown his face. And like, I think of yeah. him, we don't talk about wonder woman, 1984. Oh yeah. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I've completely forgot that he plays Max Lord or whatever. Ooh, in that. Ooh, I know, right? And yeah. we liked him so much on Game of Thrones that, like, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but what happens with this character? My husband was almost done with the show. I've, mm-hmm. I've never seen him have a reaction like that. <laughs> yeah, so mad because he's so great. Yep, yep. It's it's so he's so good. And this thing, but his character in that, like, I don't think of Oberon and Joel from Last of Us as similar at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I do think that he so far has been able to disappear into his roles. And those three major ones specifically, and I always think about it just because it's so different, His also his role in that Nick Cage movie. Like, those four roles are completely distinct to me. Um, So I think he has the ability to disappear into roles. It's just like, what is he going to do with this? Is he going to make it different? Or is it going to be too similar to one of those? I I don't think so. Reed Richards doesn't feel similar to any of those. He feels Mm -mm. little pieces of those feel right, but not, um, you know, not holistically similar. What's the age gap between him and Vanessa Kirby? It's like 15, Uh, 20 years. (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Um. It's and I kind of hope they let Sue Storm and uh, Johnny Storm be English. <laughs> I don't know why, but I really want them to have their accents. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, they're both English. No, nah, man. Joseph Quinn. Don't be, don't be making the first family English. Come on, just two of them. No Inclusi- inclusiveness. America. <laughs> and I hope Pedro Pascal has an accent too. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, they're thirteen years apart. Thirty-five and forty-eight. Okay, that's not so bad. Nah, not too bad. And it's like, she's old enough that it's like, it's not too creepy. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like, if you got like that same age difference at 18 or whatever. I'd be like, oh, I don't know about this, guys. But yeah, yeah that age difference at 35 and 48 doesn't seem so bad. And Ebon Moss, I, I, you know, I really wanted Bill Burr to be the thing. I was kind of like pulling for it with my own <laughs> campaign because I thought he would be so good at it. I thought he has the anger, the voice. It would have just been really funny. Um, but I don't watch the bear, but I've seen, uh, that guy, I mean, the Punisher, remember he was yeah, in the, he was a micro the, in the Punisher. Yeah. Um, he was, he's in a ton of stuff. Let me look. He was an Andor. Oh yeah. Do you remember who he was in Andor at all? He was, the, he was the, one of the, one of the prisoners that, um, Andor had to like get through, like work with or whatever yeah. in the prison. And he, he was a real standout in that too. Yeah. Yeah. The menu is really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a really good... Uh, he was in the Royal Town and Bombs. Oh, wow. I didn't remember that. A little stealth, boo. No, he's got a <laughs> lot going on in his uh, IMDb here. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's been kicking around for a while. I mean, he's been in another Marvel property like 10 years ago with Punisher. So, um, yeah, I- I'm pumped for him, man. I, I think he's a great fit for... For this character specifically, and so much of it matters with the voice, and that's just yes. so he's got a great voice for it. 
Um, so very gravelly, very gravelly. Yeah. But but f- and he he does angry and like sort of like that get away from me anger really well from the bear. Yeah. Good. So. Good. I have to watch that at some point. It's just too oh, much. Yeah. There's too much to watch. Way too much to watch. Way too much to watch. We were talking about it in the patron hang yesterday, uh, and we were like talking about how like it it feels weird right now. There's not that much coming out, and it feels. Still, like, there's nothing to watch, but also so much, and it's just impossible to decide, and yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird time. Um, I feel like I'm looking for a good show to get into. I actually found myself, like, really, like, kind of sad this week, and I realized, like, I just haven't had my escapism that I need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have a good show that I'm, like, thinking about their course of their, like, arcs and all the characters and what they're going to do to defeat the enemy and like my my brain's not cooking on anything right now so like i have to just like sit and think about real life and like bills and mortgages and you know you really this this sort of escapism is so important to me (laughs) yeah well that's why we're we're so deep into our oscars watch not just the best picture but now we're like halfway through all of the movies so every movie is in a different like emotion so we're Mm -hmm. just going through these up and down roller coasters as we go through these different movies like oh that's awesome (laughs) it's heavy (laughs) but it's good because we went through having absolutely nothing to watch it felt like for a while to now we have just like way too much stuff to watch yeah that's awesome um okay uh okay this is a rumor complete rumor no no you know no whatever uh don't give it any don't even give it a grain of salt it's a rumor but there's rumors going around the internet saying that Henry Cavill has been cast in an unknown role for the MCU. I feel like these kind of rumors happen all the time. Constantly uh, with him. Yeah, and Henry Cavill. I do think bringing Henry Cavill over would probably be a good business decision for Marvel. Yeah. There's a big, like, huge nerd contingent of, like, Snyder fanboys that feel like, you know, Henry Cavill really got shafted over at uh, DC. And if they I brought agree him into. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with them. But the, some of those same people are the people who kind of hate on the MCU because it's sort of that DC Marvel dichotomy mm-hmm. thing. And like, I think there's a contingent that would be like swayed over to check out the next Marvel thing or be a little more excited if Henry Cavill got a really meaty role. Yeah, I would like. I don't want to see him as a villain just because even in the Mission Impossible movie, I believe it was where he was a villain. I could, I didn't buy it. Mm. He just doesn't come across as a villain to me because he just looks like he's such a nice guy. And I might be because I just see Superman when I look at him. I mean, I honestly don't think there is ever a better cast for Superman. Um, mm. I think what happened to him over there is kind of is BS. I mean, he mm. left The Witcher to go do this James Gunn Superman project. And then they let him go going with, I guess, this whole like younger cast, which is totally fine. But now we don't have him as the Witcher and now we don't have him as Superman. So yeah, Marvel needs to sweep in and pick him up, but I don't want him to be Dr. Doom. I don't want, I think he'd be a great Brian Braddock, like a Captain Britain. Mm, Yeah. 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 It feels like we're in such a insecure place with all this media. Like so many things are being announced and then retracted and like people are losing jobs and getting, it just, I don't know if that's because like, media is different now and moves faster and we're just knowing about things before knowing about things before they happen and like knowing about things that w- are supposed to happen and they don't happen and so we get our like mindset on things or if it's just like if we're in a different time because marvel used to feel very secure but now mm-hmm. i feel like there's a lot of like shifting around going on in the background um even more so than there used to be because i mean there, there always has been but like 
it does feel like it's more lately. Yeah. And obviously with DC, there's been a lot. What would you think about him being Cyclops? Ooh, great look for Cyclops. We just, yeah, we could just red that hair up a little bit. Yeah, I like it. I like that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. If you put that mask on him and the mm-hmm. red glasses, like that hides, it doesn't hide who he is because, you know, that body. But, you know, <laughs> you know, like it kind of ma- like masks like, oh, no, it's not Superman. It's Scott Summers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, think that, that would be fun. I do think that could work. And I mean, like, to me, Cyclops has always been that like Boy Scout character yeah. for the for the X-Men. So like that could work really well. And I think he has the the attitude and the voice that could really pull it off. And that mm. leadership. Come on, I mean, X-Men. Th- there's something about Cyclops that kind of does have to be like not just that soldier boy, good boy, but he has to kind of be a little hot because, you know, he gets Gene and Gene stay, you know, he's the leader of the X-Men. He's married yeah. to Gene. You ah. have to, as much as you hate him, you have to pick somebody who is also going to be likable because it's really easy to just hate him in the comics or in the TV show because you're like, God, I can't stand you, but he's just a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to put him on screen, have it be someone likable. So you're like, oh, I want to dislike what you're doing, but God, I like you. And you're usually yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is you... you you do have to like him. You have to root for him. But I do think he's kind of like, to me, the the hotness vibes you're talking about are always kind of undercut by the fact that like, yeah, but Gene also has a thing for Wolverine. You know, like she, he's yeah, sort of like. she never leaves him. <laughs> yeah, but that's because like Scott always feels like safe. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's this difference between like this hot, safe dynamic. And like, I'm not saying that Cyclops isn't an attractive man. With, like, yeah. You know, and if Henry Cavill took the role, obviously. He'd be hot. There's also just like sort of this, um, I don't know, him, he, he, it's undercut by that. So like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm like, blow my mind, Marvel. Make Charlie Hunnam Wolverine and Henry Cavill Cyclops <laughs> and make it be a real problem for Gene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I like Charlie Hunnam as Wolverine. That's really good. Me too. That's really good. Uh, we're, we've been talking about doing a uh, X-Men casting episode or whatever, and like that would, you're, you're doing a good job over there. Write them down. Put yeah, it on the board. Down. Put it on the board. Dude, Charlie Hunnam as Wolverine would be really, really good. I feel like I feel I've always felt bad for Charlie Hunnam. I feel like he never really got his foot in the door. He's gotten to be leading roles in movies mm-hmm. and they never really people didn't like them. I liked them. I liked the um Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie. King I thought Arthur, that was yeah. good. I thought he was great in the other Guy Ritchie movie, like The Gentleman, but I mm-hmm. loved him on Sons of Anarchy, but he just seems like he can't really break through, even though he's been a leading role in a lot of movies. And I think getting him into something like the MCU would really, you know, start getting him the accolades and attention that he deserves. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that getting him into something more recognizable that people would really know him as like, I mean, obviously if you're Wolverine, the next 20 (sighs) years of your life, you're going to be like, Oh, that guy, that guy, everybody knows his name. You know, did you watch rebel moon? No. Is he in it? They advertised that. Like he was a main star in it. He was in for for 15 minutes and I was really disappointed. (laughs) Dang. Dang. So they got, dare they, they Brian Cranston and Godzilla to you. Yes. Yes. That movie, all the trailers are Brian Cranston all over him at the at the heat at the height of Breaking Bad fame, and then he's in it for four minutes or whatever. They're like psych, <laughs> psych clops. Sorry. And then they mess everybody up by having uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch be 
lovers in that. I did not care for that multiverse. Oh, oh. <laughs> Remember Adam Taylor? I always want to call him Anya Taylor Johnson, but it's Adam <laughs> Taylor Joy. No, wait, that's wrong. Nope. Yep, Adam that's Taylor wrong. Johnson <laughs> and Elizabeth Olsen. Aren't they the main people in that Godzilla movie? It's not Adam, is it? Taylor Johnson. Aaron. Aaron. I knew it was an Adam. I'll go see Craven the Hunter, even if that's on mute. God damn. Yeah, he looks good in that. I am down for Craven, even though, and I know we, we, uh, you haven't seen it, but Madam Web, we discussed pretty intensely yeah. on, on the last Tell me episode. about it. Give me a, give me a five minute. Whoa. It's, you know, what did you think? <laughs> it's terrible, but had potential. There's like some cool things, but it's mostly bad. It's mostly really bad. And I keep thinking about how much it feels like Final Destination because the whole here's what they should have done. If it was me doing it, first of all, replace Dakota Johnson immediately. We 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 joked actually in again in the patron hang yesterday, we were joking about how they should have Eric Stoltz did her. <laughs> like had, she did, like got there, did two weeks on the movie and been like, Oh, this is bad. We gotta replace her. Uh and taken her out like they did in Back to the Future with Eric Stoltz. Oh, poor Eric Stoltz. Yeah, I know, I know. But like you gotta get the vibe of the movie and she did yeah. not get the vibe. Well, that was my main worry. It was her. Yeah, she's terrible. Um, so she's bad. And then the movie the the way this movie works, I think, and it would have worked really well is if it was really leaning into being a like horror movie s- sort of like final destination where cool. you, cause there's these glimpses of the future and the girls keep dying and she, so spoiler alert, I guess if you're, if you're interested, skip forward two minutes or something, there's this, the whole movie is like all these girls, they keep, she keeps getting visions of their death. Then she has to like zoom back in time and stop it. So she keeps doing that. But every, what would have made this movie is have been rated R and the deaths had been brutal. Like it would have right. been a killer horror movie if like these same three girls just keep getting like, and also one of the most effective <laughs> things to me about the movie that like was an interesting choice. Yes, yes, exactly. Like just <laughs> brutal death reset, do it again like that. And that that's all through the movie, but it's always the same thing. He just grabs them and like cracks their neck. It's so unimaginative. He's Spider-Man, basically. Like, he's not. He's like this... But he's he's wearing a Spider-Man suit. He has a lot of the Spider-Man powers. And that was another thing that I found really effective about the movie that I never would have thought of. What It, it kind of reminded me of that movie Brightburn, where, like, right. I like what Brightburn. would you do if one of the big heroes is now just evil? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And so the whole movie is Spider-Man, basically a Spider-Man analog in a, in a black and red spider suit chasing these women and murdering them and she keeps having to fix it so like that's a cool idea but you got to get rid of to go to johnson and i think if they like really steered into the horror and made it like rated r and made it like this is final destination and spider-man is like webbing them up and then suffocating them in (laughs) one and then the next one he's like pulling them apart with his super strings and the next one he's like whatever do that sort of thing and then it's like she zooms back and has to stop it like that would have felt like final destination does and it would have felt cool and also felt weird because you're fearing spider-man you know like oh yeah but instead it's just a mess and it feels almost like they were going for that but they also wanted to capture like the comic book movie audience so they just made this weird middle of the road and then then they put dakota johnson in it and that was the worst choice ever um but there are good (laughs) things in the movie and really interesting ideas and that's the thing it's like Uh, not to sound shallow, but I mean, she's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. But it's like sometimes for me, because I'm shallow, like 
Craven the Hunter. That movie doesn't look great, but I'll watch that because dude's hot and I like, you know, looking at hot things. When your movie's <laughs> so bad that the hot person can't even like get you through it, that's a problem. Right. You know, it's like, right. oh God, it's like I just anybody else because i do think she's stunningly beautiful but just because you're stunningly beautiful doesn't make you a good actress you know oh, for sure with lines like i'm not sticking that up my butt are the only things that i remember from her movies you know from 50 shades of gray <laughs> she says some she's like what are those he's like butt plugs and she's like i'm not sticking anything up my butt guess what <laughs> She does, and she loved it. So, you know, that's what I remember of Dakota Johnson. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Listen, that- if you get time to hate watch the Fifty Shades of Grey things, you will mm-hmm. never laugh. I've never laughed as hard as I have during movies <laughs> as I did. The, no comedy movie in the world. Like, by the time you get to the third one, you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. But the first two, my goodness, you just laugh your way through the whole things. It's hysterical. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's really how she acts. Because I was like, this chick is a great actor. If she's putting on this, like, because eh, eh, that's how the character is. But then you're like, oh, no, that's just you. That's yeah. just you. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a real sad thing. And like the Nepo of all Nepo babies. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. It's real. It really bums me out. Ne- the nepotism of it all bums me out more than anything. Because it's just like so many actresses would have done a great job with that role and would have yeah. really loved to have it. Like, I know your stepdad is Antonio Banderas. Why don't you go run some lines with him? <laughs> yeah. Like, get some advice. I don't know. Like, yeah. And who knows? It, other, the, let me say this about Madam Web. I've been watching a lot of reviews of it because I'm sort of like fascinated, like a car wreck, seeing the like terrible reviews, just like how bad they are. But also, like, it annoys the crap out of me when people hate on the movie for things that aren't wrong with it you know what i mean right like, yeah like they they start talking about how terrible all the actors are and i'm like no it's not true like adam scott's amazing i think the three spider women are actually really good and if they in any other movie would have worked well like they're not given much to do they're, the script has them basically just being like like it probably could have been one of them but like they go for this sort of like three young girls sort of bouncing like bouncing jokes around and stuff and i and i think it works i think those yeah. those actresses all showed up sydney sweeney was awesome um like they all showed up and did their thing and it's just yeah it's just it it feels like the internet is just trying to shit on every piece of the movie instead of like giving it thought and i th- i think the movie isn't as bad as some people are saying Mm-hmm. But it's terrible. Like, and that's what it puts me in this weird position where I feel like I'm defending the movie and I'm like, it's bad. Like, I know it's bad, but I, and yeah, I don't know. Well, I also read Dakota Johnson said that they changed the entire script on her after that she signed, after she signed her contract. So yeah. that there was a whole different story. And then yep. she just had to fall in line and do whatever this was. Obviously, I have no idea what the story was before, but. I think Andrew Garfield was going to be in it. It was going to be way more Spider-Man based. There, yeah, there've been there've been rumors of that too. Um, allegedly, yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Um, there's all kinds of rumors about it, but you can just tell something went drastically different because so many lines are poorly ADR'd. Like, uh, there's there's a, the character of Ezekiel Sims, the bad guy. Almost every line he speaks, almost every single line he speaks is with his head turned away from the camera and the audio, it clearly doesn't match the room. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's clearly 80 yard. It's, it's a, 
insane amount of ADR. And there's also just scenes where he just like straight up his mouth doesn't match what he's saying. Like it's bad. It's really, really bad. Bill Brio is telling me about that. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? How do you, how do you get through the millions and millions of dollars it takes to make a movie? And then you mm-hmm. have people watching it in the final cut. How did nobody go, okay, this is terrible. Or did they just go, ah, whatever, throw it out there. And this is what I don't like about Sony. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't, I'm unhappy anytime a movie it is like so much work goes into it. So much money goes into it. So many of our eyeballs are going to take our time to go see it. And they just let certain things through that should never get through. Like they should have yeah. just started over once they got some of this bad stuff going on. I don't know. Yeah. They need to do their, um, when they do the showings before they drop stuff out, like, Sony, we are completely willing. Fly us out. We'll watch your movie and then we'll <laughs> yeah. let you know. And you should listen to us. You know, not even yeah. just us. Just have a group of people who are fans of the thing. Yeah, I honestly yeah. think you should have them in the beginning in the writing room. So someone in the background can be like, I don't think you should do that. You know? Yeah. Just yeah, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing that really pissed people off uh, and a few people I've heard talk, ba- talk about it and it didn't bother me like really at all. But a lot of people are really pissed off because they took the... Um, with great power come great responsibility and twisted it and reversed with great it. responsibility comes great power. Exactly. You f- they beep, didn't say beep, that. Beep, kidding that's, me? <laughs> that's not exactly what they said. She's okay. trying. He, and it could be specific to Madam Web. It's like a whole thing. One of the characters is talking to Madam Web and tells her like, um, she, she's worried about trying to save these girls and taking on the responsibility. She's like, I don't, I don't want to get involved. Blah, blah. And he's like, once you take on the responsibility, you will find great power. And like, <laughs> see, I knew you'd have that reaction. And a lot of fans had that reaction. I didn't. I actually, I think the line is fine. Like, it's I fine. think that line, it's not the same. Clearly, it's an inversion of it. But to yeah. Anyway, we, we, we talked about it a lot on the last episode. But like, because Jay Scotty <laughs> felt the same way. Jay Scotty was like, and like, was like, no, no, no. Me and uh, Jay Scotty are always, somehow, we're Madam Webbing, apparently. Yeah, yeah. You guys are connected <laughs> about the on the Fantastic this. Four. And Fantastic Four, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, there's some feedback in there. So we'll get to it a little yeah, bit we'll, more. We'll this is not the end more. of Madam Webb. For yeah, this there's episode. a little. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Webb will return in the later parts of this episode. Before we get into Deadpool feedback or any feedback. Let's talk about hymns. Real talk. 52% of men over 40 experience some form of ED between the ages of 40 and 70. But it's always a taboo topic. Well, around here at the MCU, guys, we don't think it should be a taboo topic. Uh, Mm -hmm. It is a real thing. And if you have this issue, you should check out hymns. Hymns is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable and discreet sexual health treatments, all from the comfort of your couch. Hymns provides access to clinically proven generic alternatives to Viagra and Cialis up to 95% cheaper with options as low as $2 a dose. Um, so it's just a great way to, uh, you know, discreetly uh, get a chance to check out these products if it's something that uh, you are having an issue with. And they have a uh, medical professional that process is simple, 100% online, um, no uncomfortable doctor's visits, but you just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the treatment option is right for you. If they prescribe you the medication, it ships to you for free in discreet packaging. Discreet pack- packaging is very important. And, you know, you don't need insurance. You know, you pay one low mm-hmm. price for your treatments, online visits and ongoing shipments and um, provider messaging. So you get to talk. You can keep talking to them if you have questions. Yeah, yeah. So you're not you're not just like 
ordering from a website and just getting it, you, you have the chance to actually check with a medical provider and uh, and talk through the issues. So it's pretty cool. I've uh, used online pharmacies before uh, for various issues. And like sometimes it's a really great thing to just be able to do it all online. Doctor's visits and like obviously the embarrassment of some of that, if depending on what the issue is, but also just like dealing with insurance, trying to get the right place and like, is this in network? Is that in network? This is just all avoids that whole system. It's just all online. You can talk to a medical provider, no insurance necessary. So start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash MCU. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash MCU for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash MCU. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website and details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. So check out hymns, everybody, if that's something that you're in need of. Uh, don't be embarrassed about it. Yeah, no embarrassment, no shame. Your lover will thank you. <laughs> Your lover will thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, hymns.com slash MCU. Uh, okay, so uh, I think we'll dive into some feedback here. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> I like this one. Um, uh, Serena Altair, one of our patrons, said, Hey, Ashley, Matt, and Jeff, I've been a listener for a bit over a year and have been dying to join the Patreon. Oh, welcome. M- yeah, absolutely. Uh, money is tight, uh, but you guys bring me so much joy. Uh, when you read all that Sophic content last <laughs> week, um, I knew I couldn't wait a minute longer to start supporting. Uh, here's to you three, to Canon Val, Val Carroll, uh, to Bishova, Kate uh, plus Yelena, <laughs> I like it, and to Ashley seeing boobs in the Deadpool trailer. Uh, <laughs> love you 3000. Thank you, Serena. <laughs> I see boobs everywhere. <laughs> I love breasts. <laughs> She's like that little kid from uh, The Sixth Sense, but it's like, I see boobs. I see boobs. We were just watching that Curb uh, where it's um, he's doing the Fatwas play, and they bring out the signer to you know be signing during the play, and she just is gorgeously endowed, and nobody is watching the play, and everyone's just watching the signer, and Larry David's freaking out. He's like, nobody's even watching the Fatwas. Because <laughs> so like all the women, all everybody, everyone's just staring. It's so good. And then they get yeah. her to do um, Susie and Jeff's daughter's wedding. And then in the middle, Susie gets up and she's like, you out of here. I'm sorry. You need to go cover up. Get out. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> I love that show. Um, did you see? I don't know. I, my It was funny. My algorithm became. Uh, Boobs. Com- uh, yes, but specific <laughs> boobs. I'm trying to remember the artist's name. Crap. Very specific boobs. Right now, I'm searching musical guest boobs. Boobs. Let's see how that goes. Let's see how that goes. Uh, nope, didn't work out. Britney Spears came up. Ah, come on. Who? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I had a hard, hard time finding it. But Renee Rapp was the was the name. Um, but what was so funny is the next day my TikTok. Was just Renee Rap being watched by women. Like that was that was my TikTok. It was just people like reacting, women reacting with their like mouths open to Renee Rap dancing around and her uh her, her shirt being open uh, and, and basically just wearing a bra <laughs> and like very exposed. She's also apparently in a the 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 new Mean Girls musical. 
Yeah. Um, which I'd like to see. Um, but anyway, so my entire For You page was just like that. That video, same video of her dancing around and like women responding to it. And then I started getting other ones where people were going like, just so you know, if you've had Renee rap all over your uh, Instagram, it's because you're a lesbian. Basically, like, so yes. somehow my TikTok <laughs> algorithm thought I was a lady, first of all, and like thought that like it was feeding me. Like all these people kept feeding, like saying like, yeah, that's not ev- that's not on everyone's FYP. That's on yours because you like women. And I was like, I do like women, but like, <laughs> it, was, it was funny. <laughs> Body. Moral of the story. My algorithm thought I was a lesbian, apparently. Good. I bet you had some good videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see that. Have you have you seen the main I girls haven't yet? yet. I'm gonna wait till it comes uh onto like some streaming service, I'm sure. I it's so everybody who doesn't know this about me, but Mean Girls is based off of my high school. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, Tina Fey's from Upper Darby. Oh so wow. yeah, so I have a lot of um ties to the first one and it's hard to see a remake even though tina's so involved it's the philly thing i'm like no i refuse to accept this but i will see it at some point yeah all right it's just like why does that need to be remade but it's a musical so i'll definitely see the musical you know because it it is a musical oh yeah i didn't know you were so like needing to see the musical i love musicals oh i don't think i knew this i i mean i knew you liked some musicals i didn't know it was like a oh yeah favorite genres though that's cool. Uh, well, thank you anyway, Serena, uh, again, for, for, for joining the Patreon. You know, if, if you guys are out there struggling, we don't want you to, like, uh, spend your last dime on the Patreon, but we really no. appreciate anyone who does have the funds and can support. Like, it means a lot. Yeah. Keep um, sending in feedbacks, Serena. That was great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Good first one. I loved I li- it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. When, when she first said, she said, uh, here's to three of you, and then she mentioned the three, uh, like, Oh, lesbian content things that yeah. we had. I'm tired of Jeff getting accolades. He is not here. Okay? <laughs> he is not here. So let's just talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, but no, but the three of them were, he should talk about that. She didn't name, but the first one she said was Canon Val Carroll. And I yeah. thought she meant me. Like I thought she was trying to oh. give me a nickname. Canon. Like, like, Val like cause also I love, I love Canon and I love like, can like, can uh, what is it head cannoning things yeah so i was yeah. like i thought she was giving me a nickname canon val carroll and i was like yeah that's I'm cool confused. Uh, i'm confused but and then i started reading i was like oh no these are just the things we talked about okay got it <laughs> um let's go let's get on to some deadpool feedback we got a few people writing in about deadpool uh rachel titsworth one of our patrons says hey y'all i have some deadpool plot thoughts uh after seeing the trailer uh, I am wondering about what his mission from the TVA is and what would motivate him to go on the mission. Marvel Jesus complex aside, uh, uh, what if he has to go back in time uh, of the MCU to fix many incursions between the Fox universe and ours uh, in order to prevent one or both from being destroyed and save his friends? In the snowy area of the trailer, it looks like that opening battle scene from Ultron. Maybe he has to correct something uh, with Wanda and Pietro. Uh, maybe in WandaVision 2? Ooh. Uh, not sure what other moments would fit into this idea other than the end credits of the Marvels, but uh, that came out so recently it would be tough to coordinate. 
Uh, but it also seems like he is going to be fighting the TVA in the trailer too. So what would change his mind that the mission was the right thing to do? I'm rarely right on my theories though. So who knows? Uh, thanks for reading my rambling thoughts. Uh, I'm pumped for the movie. Love y'all 3000, Rachel. You know what I just thought of and I would absolutely love? What's that? So say uh, Deadpool and Wolverine go to Vormir and they stop that because if either one of those fall, one of them fall off of the cliff, they're going to live. So how does that work? <laughs> he tricked them for, he tricked oh, the yeah. gatekeeper because Deadpool loves Wolverine. So he would have to push Wolverine off the cliff and then he would fall down there and like die for a second and then they would hand over the stone or whatever. And then he yeah. just like gets up and I'm like, and then I have Scarlet Witch back. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> you mean Black Widow back, right? Oh yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, Black yeah. Widow, yeah. Or uh, Gamora. Yeah. That's pretty good. Save save them both. Uh, do it inverted in each each one. Like eventually Wolverine comes <laughs> well, Wolverine around. Wolverine doesn't loving. love him. They would need to bring Spider Man in because Spider Man and Deadpool love each other too. And I feel like I saw <laughs> that somewhere. But like the Wolverine would. We know Wolverine and Deadpool are both in this movie. Can we please get? Oh yeah, Scarlett Johansson. That's what I was doing. Can we please get uh, Black Widow back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's. It is confusing the way that like, yeah, Scarlet Witch, Scarlett Johansson. Um. Yeah, that's always weird. There's also like, there's just when the names of the real actors mix up with the names of the characters. And right now we've got Vanessa Kirby coming in as, uh, and like, obviously Jack Kirby is the guy who like created the Fantastic yeah. Four. It's kind of weird, you know? That is weird. Yeah. It's neat. Uh, I think no relation, but it's neat. Um, okay. So first off, Rachel asks, uh, what do we think his mission is from the TVA? I have no idea. I honestly don't have any idea. Either. I have no it's idea. It's probably going to be something very Loki-ish, but it, not like Loki was like, "Oh, you have to go get your own people." No, mm-hmm. I, I take that. I don't even know what. It, I don't know. I Damn. also don't think he's going to act. Yeah, I don't know. Like which way the inversion is going to happen? Like maybe, like the classic thing is resist the call, right? Like they, they the the uh, the quest giver comes to you with a quest, you resist it. And then you have to come around to doing the thing you didn't want to do. But in Deadpool's case, like he doesn't work by normal, like heroes journey logic at all. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if they come to him with the thing, is he just going to like blow it off and then eventually come back to it and then blow it off again? Or like, (laughs) is he going to like decide he wants to be Marvel Jesus, which also that's a whole confusing thing we haven't talked about on this show, but I've heard it mentioned out in the world. He calls himself Marvel Jesus directly to Paradox. Who who called it Marvel? Right? Like I thought we did talk because I thought that that was weird when we were doing our trailer breakdown. I'm oh, like, okay. where is he getting oh, the Marvel talk- from? Oh, okay, it was gotcha. us, yeah. Okay, cool. I know we've talked about it like I know I know it's been talked about a lot. I didn't think we'd talked about it. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I mean we have Captain Marvel. Right, sure. So the name is kind of out there, but yeah, that is weird. I'm wondering if it's even in the movie. Like, it might just be a funny line they did for the trailer, you know? Like how we were saying that maybe the fox symbol's not actually in the desert. Yeah. I'll be really disappointed if it's not, though. I think Me it's too. such a funny joke. <laughs> the way they have the trailer cut, he says that, and then Paradox looks like he hears him and responds to it. Like, so that's what's tricky. Because normally Deadpool can say whatever the fuck he wants about, like, 
Hugh Jackman or Fox or Disney, and he's right. just talking to the camera, and everyone around him just thinks he's crazy. Like, they don't know what he's talking about. He said it right to Mr. Darcy, right? Yeah, exactly. And he answers, because he w- I would have been very different if he was like, I marvel Jesus, and looks at the camera, but he did not. No, he's looking directly at him, and he answers mm-hmm. him. So, yeah, I don't, it is weird. If that's actually in the movie, that is weird. And that means that the TVA also knows they're mar- Marvel. There's been a bunch of speculation I've heard on other... Um, other like YouTube channels and stuff about like, you know, the idea that this could be all tied into like Kevin from, uh, you know, she Hulk and stuff mm. like the robot. And like, maybe oh. they'll tie all this together and like dead, whoever Deadpool is talking to and she Hulk is talking to is actually characters out in the world and stuff like that. Like it, some sort of, you know, uh, tie into secret wars and, uh, the beyonders I've heard mentioned, um, yeah, like, I don't know. There's just all this. It could be, could be, but it also could just be. could be Deadpool being crazy. Um, and the and the trailer could be cut deceptively. Yeah. I don't trust you, Marvel. Yeah, I don't either. She says, what if she goes back into the timeline to the MCU to fix many incursions between Fox Universe and ours? Um, that could be cool. And that would put him in a bunch of the interesting places for the MCU, like WandaVision. Like, when when the Fox version of Quicksilver shows up. Like he could be like trying to fix whatever uh, she's doing when she calls the wrong Quicksilver over from the other universe, you know? Yo, I have one better. What if he saves Pietro? Oh yeah. In, uh, Age of Ultron that might stop the darkness Wanda change, you know, oh, there would be somebody yeah. there for her. Yeah. And then we get like a whole nother rewrite of who Wanda is at this point. God. Yeah. Uh, you just start over. <laughs> yeah, well, you and you could you could do all kinds of things and have these like divergent universes. They could in this movie they could present a new Wanda that hasn't have all the trauma like or the right. later trauma. Like, what if she gets to keep Vision? What if they get to keep Quicksilver? And like, she doesn't create Westview, and then like right. she's just a new character in an alternate timeline, and Deadpool grabs her and brings her over. You know, it, they could yeah. totally do that. Oh, it's crazy. I love that. I love. Yeah. That. It would be very Loki-ish, you know, like we've talked about mm-hmm. how Loki is not exactly our Loki, but he is our Loki. Right, 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 right. Oh, congratulations on Loki for winning best show in some award show this past weekend. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they won something, so good for you guys. <laughs> good, yeah, good job winning at an award show. We're not sure what it was. What in the Emmys, right? Like what, uh, that was weeks no, ago. no, that was. I think the Baftas were last night, but okay. I don't. I can't imagine that that was on there. Let me see. Let me let me look it up. People's Choice Award for Best sci- uh, Sci-Fi Fantasy Show of twenty twenty three. Nice, love. That. Yeah, so they it was Loki, American Horror Story, Mandalorian, Ahsoka. Wow. Uh, the Witcher, Ghost, Secret Invasion, and Black Mirror, and Loki won. That's of the stacked. One, that is a stacked cast of the of stacked category of the ones that I've seen. I, I definitely go with Loki, even though Me I like too. some of the others. Loki's just what so is good. Secret Invasion doing there? Was that just like a oh mm. we have to add them? Yeah, I don't know why that's on there. That's that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Did, who's campaigning for that? Like who's trying to get them? Disney. Ugh. Go Disney. So what would change his mind that the mission was the right thing to do? I think like this whole thing is going to be based on the way the trailer starts with his friends. Like I think this whole movie is going to be like him getting on some sort of mission and then realizing he needs to change his mind because it would actually erase his universe. You know, like, yeah. but like what if he finds out the TVA is trying to get him to do this job 
But then he finds out when he gets the job is done, his universe will be destroyed. So he wants to save his friends. You know, I think that's yeah. that's what this his entire thing will be about. Is, is saving his friends. What if it's Wolverine who changes his mind? Because, I mean, Wolverine is a superhero. He's a hero. He's not really a bad guy. Sure, yeah. You know? It'll be really interesting. Like, I have been thinking about Wolverine as just like this... Uh, I, I like I like you, that you bring that up, because I've been thinking about Wolverine as this very, like, I don't know, cartoon character. Like, I'm just excited to see those two on screen together as a comic book duo. But, like, he is also a character, and he could have right. actual impact on Deadpool. I think that's a really fun thought. Yeah, yeah. I love I like that. that too. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I like it. Uh thanks Rachel for the feedback. I think all those are good good points and definitely like could have impact on the entirety of the MCU or could create variants of people that we never thought like that we think were gone or whatever, you know? To yeah. to this could be a movie that generates variants for the upcoming Secret Wars, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Troy Galinsky says, Hey pandas, I just listened to the Deadpool trailer podcast and noticed something that seemed unclear when being talked to by the TVA, you mentioned not being able to read Wade's name tag. Uh, but when I rewatched it, definitely said something consultant, uh, with the first word being very unclear. This threw me back to Loki when I believe he was brought on as a consultant. Right. Uh, until I looked at the bottom of bottom right of the name tag and saw it was for Drive Max. <laughs> uh, maybe Wade's new side job is what has made the last few years so hard for him. Love the podcast. I don't often get into deep Marvel conversations, so I look forward to the podcast every time something new is released. Uh, love you somewhere in the low six to nine hundred range, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Right back at you, Troy. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Troy. Um, I'm glad that you caught that and wrote it in because I did see some other people talk about how they you could read it. Whatever version we were looking at, you couldn't read the name tag, but there are versions where you can read the name tag. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, apparently he's a Drive Max employee. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I think for whatever reason, it looks like Deadpool has given up Deadpooling. Like he's not a mercenary anymore. Like maybe yeah. that's what his like relationship with maybe he's trying to make his relationship work with Vanessa or whatever. And, uh, but he's no longer a mercenary. Did she, did she know he was a mercenary? I don't think she did. I do think so. I think it came up in the first one. Right? Okay. I don't remember. I mean, obviously he say, saves by the end of the it. Person. She would know. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the end of it, <laughs> is he even a mercenary anymore? By the end of it, he's like a, I mean, he is uh, Deadpool's always Merc, but like, yeah, at the end, he's just like a crazed person trying to save, uh, kill that guy and <laughs> to get cured. Like, it's just such a weird plot. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't I think the Drive Max thing is just that that's what he's been doing lately. Like, like, like you yeah. said, um, Troy. Th- uh, yeah, I think he's just, that's what he's been doing maybe the last however long of his life. And he's, now uh, the TVA shows up. Maybe he's sort of a variant, you know? He's like the variant, yeah. kind of like the uh, Baskin-Robbins version of Ant-Man, you know? Right? I was just like, yeah, it's kind of like how Ant-Man can go work at Baskin-Robbins now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if uh, we find out that's why they came to him? All the other versions of Wade were like 
pruned because they were causing big problems on their time, their respective timelines. And he's the, he survived it because he like w- laid low the last few years or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's he fun. Yeah, it's fun. No, no, no. Oh man. Uh, well, uh, we got more, we got more Deadpool stuff to talk about, but before we do, we got to tell you about one of our favorite things to do to get to sleep at night. And that's drink beams, dream powder. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love that sweet cocoa peanut butter cup flavors, cinnamon, sea salt. Ugh, nothing like puts you in a relaxed mood like a nice hot cup of cocoa that actually helps you sleep yeah, through the night. <laughs> for sure. It's a science-backed healthy hot cocoa for sleep. It is such a game changer if you're someone who has a hard time finding the, uh, like just sort of getting into the brain space to sleep. I find that like just sitting with that nice ritual of that cup of cocoa uh, is really, really helpful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whenever I try to like get rested and go to sleep, all of a sudden everything like embarrassing that I've said throughout the week comes into my mind. You know, you just have like 15 open tabs in your head <laughs> like, oh God. And I can't, I'm like, why is this coming? You know, things that I said 10 years ago are done. Yeah. They just come back and you're like, oh, you thought you were going to sleep tonight? Well, <laughs> guess what? We're going to think about this thing from 2002, you know? And it's just yeah. the beam really helps you just, even when those thoughts try to come in, beam just takes them and puts them in a cloud and sends them away. That's and you right. go right to sleep. <laughs> Capture those disturbing clouds and push them away while you <laughs> while you drift off to sleep uh they're like think about that in the shower girl yeah that's that's shower time um <laughs> other sleep aids can cause next day grogginess but dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi magnesium l-theanine melatonin and nano cbd to help you fall asleep stay asleep and wake up refreshed and today our listeners get a special discount on beam's dream powder their science backed Healthy hot coke over sleep with no added sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. Numbers don't lie. In a clinical study, 93% of participants uh, reported Dream helped them get better sleep. So if you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash mcupod and use code mcupod at checkout. That's shop B-E-A-M dot com slash mcu pod and use code mcu pod for up to 40 percent off yeah start sleeping better go to sleep people go to sleep go to sleep after you listen to this podcast or just like listen to us and calmly drink your beam there are a lot of people who say they listen to our podcast to go to sleep and i'm like this voice that's beam put you out (laughs) (laughs) so moving back to some this uh, wonderful deadpool feedback that we have on deck um, let's see. Christopher Loggle says, hello, Ashley, Jeff, and Matt. Thanks for all the great content. I'm really enjoying the Infinity Saga rewatch. Well, um, I can't take credit for this. I was alerted to another small Easter egg in the Deadpool trailer in another video. Besides the secret word comic at the end is that juice bottle first seen in 2008 Incredible Hulk. Edward Norton's Hulk loses a drop of blood in the bottling mm-hmm. plant, and the Hulk blood infused ends up in Stanley's refrigerator, and he drinks from it. Thanks for all uh, you guys do, Chris. Oh, wow. Hmm. I didn't know about this connection. Didn't he stop that, though? Didn't he find the bottle where the blood drop was in? Or, or was that an... I don't remember. We just watched that movie. God damn it. 
No, wait, you mean, you're talking about... When Edward, when Edward Norton cuts he, his finger he, he or does. whatever, he, he, he stops it, right? He stops the machine, he goes down, wipes down a couple of the bottles, throws them out, but he misses one. And okay, one, and one that one goes to Stanley. Kills Stanley, yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, totally... Uh, that's it's a good call. I hadn't noticed that in the clip. I, I need to like go and watch it right now. Uh, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to see that, see that sitting there. I haven't seen it. Uh, is, is that a juice bottle? Yeah. I don't also, Christopher, I really it. appreciate the when people are like, I can't take credit for this, and like admit like. When I knit, when I've read something from somewhere, I do the same thing. I'm not going to come in here and be like, "Hey, I came up with this all on myself." And I really appreciate when people do that because there's so much stuff on the internet. It's, yeah. it's just hard. Yeah, and like you know, I, I don't know if, if I've never heard it before. I can't like claim whatever, but yeah, I don't see a bottle. Maybe I'm just like uh, Christopher. Uh, send us a screenshot. Yeah, uh, is back it in, in the, the email. same shot uh, as the um, as the secret invasion? Is that what he said? Um, besides, besides, besides the, secret the Secret Wars comic at the end. See, I'm looking right oh, at it. Oh, it's beside it? Or does That's... he mean besides? Uh... Oh, it is. No, no, it is. It's laying on top of the comic, but it's really, uh... it's like almost, it's so, uh, I thought the comic was ripped and, and, and stretched, but it's actually part of the bottle that's sitting on top of the comic book on the left. Um, I cannot tell that that's the same cola from uh, that, but I bet you're right. Um. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Christopher. Yeah. Good call, good call. I have not heard that yet. Uh, up next, Emily Danielson says, "Hey, everyone. I'm a longtime listener, but I think this is only my second time writing in. Uh, I always think of what I'd want to say while driving slash listening, and then forget. Uh, but I remembered this time." Uh, I was listening to the Deadpool trailer coverage that you guys did, and I remembered an interview and that I saw with Ryan Reynolds today that maybe alludes to the snow setting in the trailer. I'd be totally on board with the Age of Ultron plot, but the interview with Ryan made it seem like they had to film during the fall and winter uh, more than anticipated due to the strike, pushing back production times. They filmed a lot in the UK he referenced temps and how hard it was to find good weather in the UK outside of the summertime. Uh, he also said they tried not to do it all on sound stages whenever possible. The convo was not focused on locations. Um, I think it was more about his suit. Um, but his comments along with your guys' convo about Age of Ultron made me wonder if the snowy setting uh, was just the side effects of those delays. Hmm, interesting. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there to make it even more unpredictable. <laughs> I love it, Emily. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it just looks so similar. I mean, snow snow and pine trees looks similar everywhere, let's be serious. But I don't think that they would... I don't know. I don't know what to think. I would assume that they wouldn't make something look so similar unless there was a reason. Yeah. Um, so, so I saw somewhere else someone post they thought this looked like Logan's the area Logan died in, which I don't agree at all. No, unless like yeah, which oh. which I could see that like that being an idea. I mean, unless mm. they don't, unless they're not worried about time, like 
It is it is a forest, but that uh, yeah. Anyway, I that, I don't know. I'm bringing that up because I saw it somewhere. It wasn't snowy though. No, right? it's not snowy at all. Now it could be a different time. Like maybe he goes to where <laughs> Logan's body is and it's like, oh, came got here too late or something. You know, like um, I don't know, but yeah. Golly, I'm watching the scene where uh, Logan dies right now. Um, just to see what those. I saw that somebody post that, and I was like, I don't think that's right because that doesn't to me look like the same area at all. And yeah, sure enough, it does not. But yeah, I do think it looks very similar to the Ultron stuff. And they showed it, the Ultron stuff. I don't know. What do you mean they showed it? So, you know, they showed it in the TVs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know what I really love about Emily's feedback though is that she's like. Just to make it more unpredictable. And I love that because like I saw exactly what I do. Whenever I see something in a trailer that's like, oh, I think that reveals too much about this movie. I always like do some sort of weird head cannoning to be like, okay, or it could be this. Like, you know, <laughs> I like not knowing what's going on. Yeah, me too. Make us guess. Thing. I mean, what what would we be doing here if they didn't do that? Yeah, we got to We got to not know. We got to we can't if we knew we'd be like, you know, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> um okay hey, now let's read let's revisit some madam web yeah uh andre sparks another one of our patrons has some madam web feedback uh saved to the end because i know some of you guys don't care as much about Madam web i think i honestly think that movie's gonna stick with me is the thing like it had some cool things and i feel like it's gonna stick with me in a way that like some movies don't so like that's kind of like it's making me think about it a lot and like even though it's bad there's just something yeah i don't know there, there's good there's good moments. I think Audrey Sparks has even more positive feedback here about it. Let's see. Well, he's such a contrarian. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> what, Andre? Yeah. You mean contrarian? Does he... Does he... If everybody knew that this movie's going to be bad, and I'm reading his first line, it's better than the Fantastic Four 2015. I'm like, I can't say that because when that movie came out, sure, it was bad back then, but we all didn't think it was that bad back then because we didn't have too much more to... Compared to, I mean, I liked that movie when it came out, to be honest. You're talking about the 2015 one? Uh, with yeah, Josh like Trank? when those first came out, they were cute. They weren't great. Wait, I remember being like, Are you talking like, about oh, Josh God. Trank's version or are you talking about the old version? You talking about the 90s version or the 2000s the version? The first line that he wrote here, the 2015, he's saying it's that Madam Web is better than the 2015 version. Well, but you said them, and I'm trying to make sure you're talking about the right, because there's two different Fantastic Fours. There's the 2015 one is the one that's Fant, Fant Four Stick that had like... Uh, yeah, with um, the, the guy who's from my town. And Kate Mara. Miles Teller, and, Kate Mara. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, I don't think that is, um, that is very, like, I'm glad you liked it. No hate on you. But that one is very, very, like, bashed at the time, I remember. Oh, I know. Oh, no, it totally People was. It's that not one. that I loved it. I just thought that it was like a, uh, it was like a different telling of the story. Yeah. And I know that they had to keep making movies to be able to keep the uh, license, the rights to it. <laughs> yeah. But, and I'm like, if you're going to do it, do something weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I, I love Miles I Teller. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this one versus that. I do think the Josh Trank movie was better directed. I've only seen it once. I saw it once and it didn't stick with me. Um, Same. So I can't, I can't like defend it greatly, but I do think that to me, that one was better directed, but yeah. And probably better acted. Like there's better actors in that, but, but yeah, I think the actors in fan four stick from 2015, like I think they are actually trying. I don't think that, I think the movie has its flaws, but I don't think it's because people aren't trying. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some meddling from the studio and stuff, but like those to me, the biggest sin of uh, Madam Webb is that, 
Dakota Johnson just doesn't feel like she's trying, like at all. <laughs> and it's a real bummer. But anyway, okay, let's hear, hear what Andre has to say. Andre Sparks, one of our patrons, says, Hey guys, just saw Madam Web. Uh, it's better than the Fantastic Four from 2015. Uh, was this the best movie? No, but it's nowhere near the bottom of movies, in my opinion. I thought they did a lot of setup for Cassandra Webb. Um, let me pause right there and just say, I didn't know her name. I honestly didn't know, didn't know her it was name. Cassandra Webb? No, I had no idea what her name was from the comics. And like <laughs> when she first, it was like, she doesn't introduce herself early in the movie. It's like like toward the like very middle of the movie, she says, my name's Cassie Webb. And I was like, that's a terrible name for this character. I don't like it at all. Like, Well, <laughs> Cassandra is from, it's like the Grecian, you know, the Grecian, she could see the future and the entire right. like community turned against her and killed right. her. So that's why I always thought, I always liked, you know, Madam Webb because of that whole. I think Cassandra Webb sounds so much better, but Cassie Webb sounds just really, Terrible. I don't know. I really don't like it. I didn't like it at all when I heard it in the movie, but ne- yeah, I hear you. The, the, I like the literary reference, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I thought they did a lot to set up Cassandra Webb. Um, definitely showed growth through the movie and by the end ended up being what I know her to be from the nineties animated series. I don't know anything about her comic book origins, but in the Spider-Man animated series, she definitely seemed dry, but with a little wit of and humor decoded may not be the best, but maybe she was the best to portray the character. Uh, I also <laughs> think the movie did a good job with her powers um, this is just an origin story, so obviously your powers can evolve. Um, I will say, I did think while watching this movie, once she becomes Madam Web and has the sort of like, I'm disconnected and not present, you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. seeing, I'm seeing the future all the time. I could see Dakota Johnson's performance fitting that. Like, because she is so dry and doesn't feel present. Like, maybe she was going for like, but I don't think so. Like, I do think that that what he's saying is fair, that like she might play a better Madam Webb than she did Cassandra Webb or whatever. Yeah, she was like, probably the least expensive. Get real. <laughs> uh, who was? Dakota Johnson? Dakota, yeah. Of the people who didn't want to probably do this movie. And of all of them, they were like, oh, God. Because, I mean, honestly, what is she doing right now? Not much. Right. But you have to go into casting and what goes into making movies to decide that, you know, it's not that she was the best to portray it. It was probably the best that was with within their budget of someone who wanted to actually do it. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, he continues. I also appreciated that Sidney Sweeney got to portray someone different. Yes. Er, what does he mean by that? Because if you're talking about her movie catalog and TV show catalog, she has played some pretty different roles. Okay. I don't know her catalog very well, so I can't say. Uh, Euphoria, she's amazing on. I know, I've she seen was her in amazing that. in The White Lotus. And then she was in yeah. this uh, one where she was like a killer or like being accused of, of, of murder. I think that one was called Reality. Yeah, so okay. she has been growing and showing her like active chops. So I don't think that of all her movie catalog, that Madam Web shows her different style of acting. <laughs> but I didn't see it. So continue. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also appreciate that Sydney Sweeney got to play something different. Yes, she could have been just been a, the hot superhero, but she got to actually be someone who got to grow and change throughout the movie. Uh, so Sydney Sweeney's character in the movie, this is just me talking, um, mm-hmm. is, I hear what Andre's saying. I don't know if I agree with him. Um, 
they they try to get she has the most growth of any of the three characters the three spider women that are the three young girls or whatever um but it's it's like she starts the movie as a nerd and is is like you know it's it's it feels <laughs> yeah, so stereotypical I believe that she's a nerd yeah it feels so freaking stereotypical. Like, so, like, <laughs> they give her glasses and a sweater, and then yeah. she's shy. Well, she's not. That's like what they did with Andrew Garfield when they had him be Spider-Man. They're yeah. like, Spider-Man's supposed to be that kind of nerdy kind of whatever. And I'm glad they didn't really do it with Tom Holland, because, like, I can't, I'm too old to be like, he's hot, Spider-Man. But I wasn't for Andrew Garfield. And I'm like, yeah, that guy's hot. What are you doing? Or even Clark, <laughs> you know, it's Superman, when they just put those glasses on Henry Cavill. <laughs> I will say they do at least try to give her some lines where she's like being super nerdy. Like she's like, yeah, well, if we do this, we did this will happen. And like, she just has some like kind of sciencey sort of nerdiness yeah. to her. And then the, the influence of the other girls around her, they sort of bring her out of her shell. But the problem is the movie doesn't show it well. And there's a, <laughs> there's a moment where she's like the shy girl who doesn't want to go up and talk to the boys. Like there's a, a table of boys <laughs> and they want to go talk to the boys and she's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And then she kind of grabs her hands and then she like grabs her sweater and ties it up so her midriff is showing. And she's like, no, come talk to the boys with me. And she's like, what are you doing to me? It's like a really like not functional scene. I don't know. But the really terrible part is those, those then they cut away to Madam Web doing her thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when Madam Web finally comes in the diner, they're on the table in the diner dancing for the boys at their table. Oh, like, it's wow. like she came out of her shell real, real fast. Place. Someone gave her an apple martini. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I hear what Andre's saying. They do get, she has the most to, to grow in the movie of anybody. Uh, or, well, of the well, three she of better. them. She's Jessica Drew. <sighs> Is she Jessica Drew? I thought she was supposed to be Jessica Drew, who's my favorite Spider-Woman. I don't even know, to be honest. Uh, no, Sydney Sweeney played Julia Carpenter. Oh, okay, so Jessica Drew wasn't even in there. Sydney Sweeney is uh, Julia Cornwell. Isabel Marcet is Anya Corazon, and uh, Celeste O'Connor is Maddie Franklin, which are all versions of Spider. Like two of them are Spider Woman, and one of them is something else, a Spider related. Yeah, that's crazy. Even if you look it up, it says like she's supposed to be Jessica Drew. So I don't know where they fell off with that. Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea, but so they, they give her, they give her room to try to move. And it sucks. Cause like, even now I'm talking about Andre's feedback. Like I wrote him back. I was like, I'm glad to hear other people ha- found some positives in this movie, but even me and him like kind of disagree about what is a positive in this movie. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, he liked secret evasion. He was coming at people for like disliking that. I'm just like, are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't, I don't know. It seems like uh, Andre just has like a generally, uh, He's trying. He's there to enjoy it, you know. And I am too. Like I, I feel him. I feel like I get that way sometimes, where I'm like, I'm really trying to enjoy everything. So sometimes I feel like I'm being a contrarian when I really am just like trying to see the best in these things, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say he like is uh not being honest about it or anything. Um, let's see. Now, yes, could the movie have been better with Spider-Man in it or other villains? Yes, but if Madam Web ends up helping somehow in the Spider-Verse or Secret Wars, the Madam Web, uh, then Madam Web could be a very powerful hero. I think that's the point of this movie. Introduce an important character that could be in a team-up later. I think they 
didn't have a post credit scene in her movie because she will pop up at the end of Spider-Man 4 uh, with Maguire and Garfield uh, to recruit him for Secret Wars. Matt, I also loved seeing Uncle Ben and Mary Parker. Also, hearing about Richard uh, Parker definitely makes me think he is in the CIA or S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, definitely the most screen time ever for both of those characters. Um, if you had the choice, would you want the, the Sony Spider-Women to show up in Secret Wars for a formal or a formal Spider-Man movie? Off to prep for X-Men 97. Uh, peace easy, Andre. Ooh, would we want to see these Spider-Women in a formal Spider-Man movie? I'm going to say no, because <laughs> I'm not ready. I, I need my more down-to-earth Spider-Man movie to come next. Yeah. And it's like, we got the Maguire Garfield thing. Like, appreciate what we got and let it go. Just because we saw that that happened in, you know, Far From Home or whatever one it is, doesn't mm-hmm. mean like they're coming back to do this over yeah. and over and over again. I, I think if anything, these, if we see these people again, I do not think it will be in the MCU. I think it will be in Sony's version of whatever they're trying to build. Um, and I, like, I don't know if I want to see them in those movies. It's hard to know because I think this movie is such a mess that it's really hard to know if these characters have potential beyond this. Like, those three, I really, they were the three of the shining things. It's like Adam, Scott, and those three girls, I think, like, did a good job in their movie, in the movie. Like, they put the effort in. They were trying to, um, and sorry, those three women uh, as actresses, I, I keep calling them girls because in the movie they're supposed to be like 15, but they're not. We're a little older than everybody else. They're still girls to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're a girl until you're 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, I know we haven't talked about this, but that's one of my biggest complaints about this movie is one of the major dynamics of the movie is supposed to be these three high school kids are meeting up with this older lady who has these powers and she's supposed to be protecting them. But, like, the age difference is only, like, six years or eight years or something like that between, like, Sidney Sweeney and Dakota Johnson. It's not that wide. And so they have all these jokes in the movie about, like, it's kind of like these OK Boomer type lines. And, like, Dakota Johnson just doesn't pull off old and they don't pull off young. And so, like, they don't look like they're in high school. She doesn't look like she's 40. And it just doesn't work it uh, like it's it's weird like she's older in the comics i mean she's got like the gray hair and yeah. and you know not yeah. that that makes you old everybody gets you know but you know i think you're supposed yeah. to know that she's older and i'm surprised that they didn't like get k blanchett stop messing around let's bring some yes. real talent in i i think that would have made this movie ten thousand times better if they had just picked an actress they weren't trying to go with like i don't know youth and hotness of dakota johnson and they tried to go with like Someone who's been around a while, who's actually in their forties or something, and like, and yeah. then you know maybe go younger with the with the actresses as well. But I think, the, like I said, I think the actress did a good job. It is like really noticeable that they're not fifteen, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's why Euphoria is kind of funny because you're watching Euphoria, mm-hmm. like Jacob Elordi, you know, Sydney Sweeney, Zendaya. And you're like, you guys are not eighteen. Zendaya pulls it off because she's got yeah. that young baby face. But everybody else, yeah, like as the season, even by season two, you can see a definite like step up of the age. But even that, like, so like they like said, Sydney Sweeney in Euphoria is paying like 18. What's well, like 17, 18? Like, it's like eight years later since Euphoria started. When did Euphoria start? Like 2018, oh right. 20? It's, it's been a while, a while. So yeah, she was young. Th- like, 
So her pulling off that that show, I don't know when it was released. Um, her pulling 2019, off 2019. So okay, so it's been five years. Like she is five years older now, and in this movie, it felt like they were ma- making her out to be. She's supposed to be underage for sure. Like she's under eighteen because like part of the plot is that uh, the cops think that Madam Web kidnapped these three girls. Oh, um, she's twenty six. Yeah, so she was like twenty one. Maybe maybe probably 20 when she actually was, like, starring in the first season of Euphoria. Yeah, like, okay. Damn, she's 34. That's younger than I thought. Was, damn. Yeah. Aim is so old. I'm an old guy. <laughs> I could have played Madam Web. <laughs> yeah. Cast Ashley as Madam Web. Yeah, do it. I'll, change your, I'll fix your movie. <laughs> we have the same hair. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not not too far off. You, you're our Madam Web. Mm. Um. I can see the future. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you get those witchy, witchy powers over there. <laughs> Thank you, Andre, uh, for that feedback. We appreciate you. Um, before we move on, let's talk about uh, Miracle Made Bedsheets. Oh, yeah, let's do it. My favorite. My favorite My favorite. I love them. I still, since I got my first pack, I mean, I don't even, you know how everybody has like three or four sets of bedsheets and mm-hmm, they rotate? rotate yeah. No, no, no. My bed stays completely empty. The sheets get washed and it go right back on because I yeah. honestly do. I'm such a hot sleeper. I haven't been able to find anything. No, you know, no pajamas, no other thing to really help me with my night sweats because I have very overactive imagination and my dreams are intense and I just wake up mm. covered. I'm like, ugh, ugh. I just saved a city. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, <laughs> there's nothing better. Because I mean, when you have your partners, they don't even want to touch you. They mm. don't, you know, ugh. Well, uh, Miracle Made bedsheets are the thing to do for that. Uh, it's they've got self cooling properties. Uh, they're infused with silver uh, in the fabrics. Uh, they're inspired by NASA, and it makes Miracle Made bedsheets thermoregulating, and they're designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, uh, so you get a better night's sleep every night. And not only not only does uh, the silver infused bedsheets make it cooler and not so sweaty, it also uh, they're self cleaning. So mm-hmm. not only are you not sweating so much, so you're, you're not making your sheets as dirty as you could, but there also yeah. kills 99.7% of bacteria. You have to change your sheets less often. Um, it's really, really great. And it can be great for your skin um, and just great for overall comfort. And man, the bed sheets feel really, really high quality too. So highly yes, recommend uh, Miracle Bed Sheets. Great colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the cayenne pepper ones. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds nice. I ended up getting the uh, the basic white. I, I found that out about my partner as I was. What 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 should I order? And they they're like bed sheets should always be white. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, mm, not in this house. <laughs> That's not what I've always thought. But I was like, oh, yeah, let her pick. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have strong opinions. Um, but the white look very very nice, very luxurious. Uh, go to trymiracle.com slash mcu. Uh, to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save 40% and use promo code MCU at checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miraclemade.com slash MCU and use code MCU to claim your free three-piece towel set and save up to 40% off. 
Again, that's trymiracle.com slash MCU to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, stop being a sweat monster. Get with it. Yeah, stop being a sweat monster like Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh so uh well, we we got we got we got a few more feedbacks in here we could grab from uh from these various places. We got some Loki in here that I haven't really uh, sorted anymore. Let's see. Like uh how about you guys? Let's, let's we got one echo feedback left. Let's get that one. How about it? Sure. Yeah. The blurred wire says, "So I finished Echo. Overall, I think it was a little disappointing. We didn't get more Daredevil, and I mm. heard that Echo was still supposed to be a villain, and I didn't really get that. Like, I think the series would have been super cool if we started out with Kingpin offering Echo the Queen Pin gig, and she decided to take, uh, take it so she can force him out. Throughout the series, she'd get, uh, she'd fight Daredevil while secretly. Uh, turning Kingpin's guys on him. At the end, she could have forced him out and she'd be the new Queenpin. Uh, and now, Kingpin, seeking power, decides to run for mayor uh, with some of his loyal gangs. Just a thought. Uh, I, I would have loved to see Maya as a villain with flashbacks to her past. P.S. for Ashley... I know Madam Webb looks pretty bad, but I'm probably going to see it too. Um, I'd recommend watching the High Note with Tracy Ellis Ross beforehand. Dakota Johnson is actually pretty good in that movie. I mean, I highly doubt it, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of her films. <laughs> I got a lot of those messages uh, when we were talking about going to see Madame Webb or whatever. I got a lot of like, oh, you don't like Dakota Johnson, but check this one out. Like, um, And then a lot of them were ones I had, you know, I, I've seen a couple. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I came terrible. right back at people like, was she the best part of that movie or did she just have a stack cast around her like Jason Segel and that other movie where she, um, I believe she is cancer or something it's called like my best friend and that movie it's not that's not what it's called but it's something like that and it's like these two guy best friends have you know or this couple has a best friend who's like a guy and you know they start going through this really hard time when she gets cancer and the two of them like start working together to like take care of her and that movie yeah is really an emotional movie but could you have swapped dakota johnson out with any other character actor right 100 percent yeah, <laughs> you know, probably similarly, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. I really like, um, but it's not for her. You know, like that movie's good, right. and she's fine in it. She's serviceable, serviceable, but like she's yeah. I, I don't know. It just seems like she, particularly in Madam Web, it feels like she just feels like it's beneath her or something. Um, yeah. and I I get why she'd feel that way as like someone who has like you know whatever. <laughs> Nepo baby, Hollywood royalty for parents. Like she wants to be in the movie that like gets her the most respect, and this is not going to be that movie. And especially, but it like it could have been if she put the kind of effort in to make it that. Um, yeah, or maybe she, she was trying. That. I'm telling you, she's just got one of those laissez-faire kind of meh. Right. Yeah. Meh. Mm. So Bill Bria said that there is a movie that premiered at Sundance. I don't believe it was this year. I think it was last year that still never got bought that he said was with her. And I believe it, it's 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 a lesbian kind of movie. I don't I'm so sorry. I don't know what the plots are. If I find out I'll, I'll next week, I'll, I'll elaborate. But he said that that was actually an insanely good movie. And she really showed her acting chops. But it's weird that no one has bought the film. 
hmm. to to produce it. Yeah, I'll find out what the title was from him. Weird. Okay. Uh, what What do you think about this idea of uh, like the movie being a little more focused on the or uh, Echo the series being a little more focused on her becoming Queen Pin and trying to get totally disagree Daredevil. Yeah. We need this was it wasn't an origin story for her, but it also was her origin story. And they said that this show was going to exist on the outskirts of the actual MCU, having to watch stuff. So I wanted this to be just really about her. If you would have had Daredevil in it for too long, it would have been stealing focus. He was in it enough to show that she could go toe to toe with him, which I think was all we really needed to see to know her power levels. If it would have just have been about the you know, and who says that that is not coming? You know. Yeah. That yeah, that yeah. exact thing that you just described isn't coming. Yeah. We don't know that Could yet. Could be the next chapter. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I do, I do, I did not hear that she was supposed to be still a villain exactly. Um, I know in the I comics so. that she's not exactly a hero. I never got that uh, message in the marketing or anything, um, but she definitely didn't have villain vibes. I mean, like, I think she's, she doesn't, she's not a hero for the first big right. chunk of this movie, but she's not really a villain, I would say. Do you know what makes me think about that? Um, mm. The scene when she hurts the bird. I feel like that was kind of to kind of show us like she does, even at that young, kind of had that a different streak in her. Mm. I don't know. I feel like the more yeah. I thought about that scene where the bird gets hurt and then she goes and then she lies about it and then she tells the truth. It just shows like, I don't know, there's something, I don't know. There, I felt like that scene was me- meant more than than just like it was supposed to, you know, just on the server. Oh, you know, we're showing that their mom has the powers and this and that. Right. I don't think it meant more, but I took it as to mean she she was curious enough and like what challenged herself and this like hunting this bird, and then she got it, and but then her empathy immediately like overtook her and wanted to run to get it help. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I think that was showing. Like, I think that scene is supposed to be juxtaposed against the scene later with the ice cream man or whatever it is, um, or the hot dog vendor or whatever he is on the street um, when Kingpin beats him up because, like, she sees a bird injured and wants to, wants to see it helped. And then later she sees that man injured, but it's after she's gone through all this trauma and then she's just like... Yeah, well, the bird didn't do anything to her the way sure, that that guy did. Sure. I would kick that guy in the face, too. <laughs> but she has that... I like... I feel like the villains don't get enough attention. I don't know. I really sure. kind of like, let her be a villain. Let her be in the middle, maybe. Yeah. Like a punisher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all on board for her having more of a complex story and everything. But or become the queen pin. I love that. Yeah. I would be so down. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, all right. Uh, let's hit a couple of Loki ones just because, you know, it's my favorite. Um, Emma Hunter says, oh my, I'm trying to comprehend what I just watched. And I'm thinking, hey, no post credits. That's surprising. And then it hits me. Oh my God. We didn't get a Loki will return at the end. We had Captain America will return. We had Star-Lord will return. Meanwhile, it seems that Loki will just remain. Um, I need to lie down now. Thanks for everything for all time. Always Emma from England. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's yeah. that is rough. That is sad. That is a bummer. To think about not getting any Loki back. I refuse to accept or not. Like, no. We're definitely at some point. Come on, Tommy Hids. <laughs> come on. I, I think if um we move towards something like Secret Wars and it like 
it's it's in it, the MCU gets its cachet back a little bit. I think some of these actors who really do they keep saying these things about how they feel protective of their characters and all this stuff. And some of them, I think, like they're hearing the bad press and stuff, and they're going like, "Ooh, is Marvel losing a step? Maybe I don't want to do it." But I think if like we see a little bit of a recovery with Deadpool and Wolverine, um, then we'll start to see some of those people come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. for Secret Wars at least. Stephen Lyles says, "Hey y'all." Uh, I just had a major plot hole for Loki season two pop into my head. If Loki removed all other Lokis from existence slash the timeline in episode one, then how is Sylvie able to still exist for all time? Always Steven with a V. Um, what? I don't remember Loki removing all other Lokis from existence. Me neither. And if he did, he wouldn't remove Sylvie. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Stephen. I'm sorry. Uh, please write in and remind us. And I'll, I'll, if you write in and remind us, I will check out the episode again. But I do not remember anything with him erasing all of the Lokis. That no. seems like that would have been a big thing to remember. Hmm. If Loki removed all other Lokis from existence slash the timeline. Um, in episode one of what? Season two? Or is he, or- he's saying a plot hole for season two. So... Is he saying, I think maybe he's, that's how he, maybe that's what he means when Loki takes over the throne, like Loki's removing himself from the timeline, but I don't think that's true. I think that's just mm-hmm. this Loki is sitting at the center of the Idrisil world tree um, and all the other Lokis are still out there. Yeah. I did not yeah, take so. that as uh, anything, but yeah, let us know if we miss it. We're missing something. Um, the wholesome says what an episode I hate to say it but this uh, but I don't think Loki and Thor are getting their reunion anytime soon I'm happy uh, for Mobius and boy was I getting chills from Jonathan Majors I liked Mm -hmm. hearing about the 616 adjacent realm i.e. quantumania Um, curious to hear your thoughts for all time (laughs) for all Loki time always wholesome well, you better enjoy those chills while they lasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Not, not, not likely to get any more Jonathan Majors chills from this universe. No. <laughs> and I agree. I really liked the the call out to the six one six adjacent universe, um, which does realm, which does give us a little bit of an answer about the quantum realm being six one six adjacent. So it is a realm that is adjacent to 616, not inside 616, kind of like right. we've talked about. But does that mean it's also adjacent to other universes and that's how they travel through them? I'm guessing. That's, that's my guess. <laughs> still, yeah, still holding sure. on to that theory. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I just want to throw in a couple of those Lokis because they're fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's about all from us today. What did you... Uh, uh, what would you get? I think you want to tell the people about Ashley. Uh, sure. We just uh, over on Bingers. You can follow us. Where me, Matt, Jay, Scotty, and Haley are all doing uh, the Oscar stuff, which we're almost done with. Crazily, ten films. We're doing a great job. And then on <laughs> Bingers, we also just dropped the first episode uh, for 2021's Dune Part One because we're going to do Dune. We're going to do Dune Two when it comes out, and then after those 
two movies are done and we had a minute to sit with it, we're going to do the David Lynch one because as everyone knows, the David Lynch one is both of those movies in one movie just to see how everything kind of compares and talk about the Alejandro Ordosky version that we never got. Like there's just a lot that we're going to be doing. So Benchers is popping. Yeah, it is. And Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, we just recorded about the witch, uh, the witch Roger Eggers, or sorry, Robert Eggers' first debut, debut film. Um, so if you want to uh, watch that and then check out everything we have to say, which we had a lot to say. That's one of my favorite of the newer. I think it started the new wave of um, horror that we have now with the Ari Asters and the blah, 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 and all the you know things that we're getting. So uh, yeah, I think we were for like two hours. So definitely watch the movie and then come join us over at Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. Sweet, sweet. The Witch. I, I haven't seen it. I'll have to check that out. Really? It's Anya Taylor. Anya Taylor Joy. Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe her. That's the first thing I remember seeing her in and just being blown away. She's 18 in it and it is just, you know, hmm. it's a stunning film. Sweet. I'll check it out. I'll check it out uh, and check out your podcast, of course. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll be back with more MCU cast in a couple of days and uh, lots, uh, just so much going on. I feel like this week, like, there's so much to talk about with Fantastic Four, uh, Madam Web, and um, Deadpool and Wolverine. It's just like, and X Men 97 coming in just a few weeks. So we got a lot of. I did see the trailer. I'm so excited. Yeah. 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 Did you see Marvel's doing like a worldwide rewatch of the animated? It's like two mm-hmm. episodes or one episode a day so that everybody can catch up. No, I didn't. And like, and I, I'm like, oh my God, that means that they're definitely going to use those x-men as what's going on you know because there's so many Mm. different versions of the x-men through the comics and this and that but if they're doing this and they're pushing this hard like this then i am thrilled that that's my x-men right yeah it's so many uncanny x-men and that's uh it's interesting because i do think we're gonna get at least a them showing up somehow i don't know if they'll be the x-men we use but like right the fact that like in the deadpool trailer we see uh, that white clad patch version of Wolverine from behind playing cards. And then we also see the yellow clad Wolverine. I feel like he is going to be popping around looking for a Wolverine. Like I could even, you know, we, we've talked about the, how we don't want them to change anything about that Logan moment. Like I could totally see him like getting a chance to grieve Logan inside the Deadpool yeah. movie and then going like, well, I got to get a different Wolverine Wolverine. I need a Wolverine and him like popping around from universe to universe. So like if we're getting t- multiple versions of Wolverine, I think we are definitely going to get some sort of crossover with the X-Men 97, um, God, I hope which so. would be cool. I-, I started my rewatch this week. I woke up and had breakfast and watched the first episode, which was interesting. Aww, that's after- the mall one, right? Yeah. 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 The Jubilee introduction in the mall. Yeah. Um, Night of the Sentinels. <laughs> And uh, it's just so funny because I've seen, not only have I seen a lot of that show, but I've seen for whatever reason, reason, that episode, like, I don't even know, 15 times. Because if you went to Pizza Hut when we were younger, they had the double um, VHSs that they were giving away all the time. So Mm. I had those first two episodes and I remember watching it over and over and over again. So I bet there's a lot of people, like, you might not even like remember it, but yeah, they showed that a lot. I definitely saw that episode I don't even know how many times. And I've probably tried to go back and rewatch the animated series before too. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's cool. It's it's super fun to see. And uh can't wait. We'll be back, guys. Um here on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Peace. 
Until next time, true believers. Hey, you just listened to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast from Stranded Panda. I really hope you liked it. Let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash mcucast. You are the lifeblood of our little operation here. And a huge, huge thank you to our insanely generous Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III, Lieutenant Bongo, and Jazz Viz. You guys are amazing. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. Love you 3000, my friends.